What's up, fam? Welcome to Love Alive Church, the podcast, where we exist to help you find family, discover purpose, and change the world. Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. I hope that it's a blessing to you and your family. Let's go. But I understand that spiritual warfare is something that I'm going to have to train this church on every year. Amen. Spiritual warfare is something that shows up in your life on a daily basis. And it would be foolish of us not to make sure that you are prepared to war with the enemy. We don't want to leave you at a disadvantage in the fight. Amen. Somebody say, I don't want to be disadvantaged. All right, in Luke, the 10th chapter, we're going to read verses 18 through 20. I'm going to read it in the King James Version and then again in the New Living Translation. It says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. This is some power that's been given to you, right? And when you read this scripture, then you have to ask yourself, why am I always walking around in fear? Amen. It says, notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I want to read it in a New Living Translation. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority. Somebody say authority. Authority. Say it again. Authority. I have given you authority. And that's something you have to know is authority is something that is given to you. It it, it can be given to you because of association. It can be given to you by position, but it's up to you to assume authority. You can have something given to you and not know how to walk in it. And when you know how to walk in authority, it's a whole different thing. Because when I walk in authority, I don't have to walk around announcing myself, you're gonna know who I am before I even get in the room. I don't ever have to walk around this church and say, I'm the lead pastor here. You just go know when I show up. Amen. I don't have to tell the devil. The devil know when I come, you better get scared because I'm not scared of you. Spiritual warfare is something that I've been doing successfully since I was a young teenager. I started warring with the, in the spirit realm at the age of 12. I am well-versed, well-trained, well, I can well-equipped. I can go with any devil. I'm not scared of him. And I want you to be at a position where you're not scared of the enemy. Because a lot of times we get all scared. The lights off, we scared. Oh my God, oh my God, the lights off, I'm scared. <laughs> what you scared of? I watched a scary movie and they had ghosts in there. I'm scared. Right? And we see people exercise. Because let me tell you, anywhere there is the power and the authority of God, the enemy will be present trying to replicate or imitate the power. And what the enemy will do is bring fear with, his, with his, his replication and his imitation. And if you receive the fear, then you give the enemy the authority over you. But I'm not about to receive fear from the enemy. Because as soon as you try to come, I'm going to announce to you in the name of Jesus, you better go. <laughs> I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Here's what you need to know. We are in a spiritual battle every day, whether you recognize it or not. The good news is that we've already, somebody say already, already in past tense been given the power over the enemy. Now, it's up to you to use your power properly. We've all seen somebody who looked big and strong 
and they get into it with somebody who look like they're not strong, but the big old, big old somebody is scared of the little person. Amen. Have we seen that before? If you didn't see it before, I used to do it all the time. I was a little something in school and I had people terrified of me. Amen. Amen. I got a reputation. Just go to my hometown. They will tell you that Negro can fight. All right. You run up on this one and they would have some big, big, I mean, I was short. They would have some big dudes. They were scared to fight me because they knew it is. I, when, I, when we get in a fight, I don't care what I got to do. You lose it. I'm a piranha, okay? You're gonna lose today. And it's gonna be mighty embarrassing for somebody my size to beat you. So, we've all seen that person that shows up that should have enough power to fight. And we've seen them be intimidated. That's how we look in the spirit realm when we show up to battle with the enemy and we have this great size and this great strength and this great stature and we let the little bitty old devil intimidate us with his puny self. The enemy knows how powerful we are so oftentimes he will try to intimidate us so that we lose our confidence to fight him. Knowing how to fight properly gives us great confidence when going into battle against the enemy. Let me do this. You will come. Kennedy, you come. I know she's like, oh my God. Come on, Kennedy. I'm going to use you real quick. Yeah, yeah, you. Ah, oh, she's like, I need, <laughs> I need y'all to do something for me. Can you just go through that door? I'm going to let you know when to come out, all right? She like, oh my God, you were like, oh, this ain't nothing but a piece of cake. You know, I already know Pastor Bo always doing something. You'll get called out every time. But I'm going to show you something in just a minute because I think that it's important for you to know how to war against the enemy. A lot of times what happens is we go into a battle. You can come. We go into a battle and we don't know how to be prepared to fight against the enemy. We wake up every day with no strategy for war. We wake up every day with no plan for how we're going to go into battle. We wake up every day unprepared. Amen. So we get up in the morning. We have not prayed. We get up in the morning. We have not sought the Lord. We get up in the morning. We have no strategy. We, we don't know what it is that God wants us to do. We just going throughout our day. Amen. And a lot of times what happens is we battle as a reactive thing instead of a proactive thing. So we wait until the enemy has launched the attack to prepare a strategy to fight. But anybody who knows how to really fight, then you know that if you didn't get to land the first blow, you're already behind in the battle. Amen. And so it's important as best as you can to be able to land the first blow. Do I have any fighters in the room? Amen. When I get into the 1115, the whole room goes, it's the fighting crowd up in there. Amen. These are the lovers in the room. Amen. I know. You got two kind of people, lovers and fighters. Amen. These are all the lovers. Amen. All the hugging people and stuff. <laughs> And so it's important for you to be ready for when you're ready to go to battle. Can you come out the door now? Can y'all hear me? Come out the door. Come out the door. <laughs> no, no. Hold on a minute now. 
I told him to take it easy on Kennedy, amen. Cause she ain't know this was gonna happen, amen. I wanna show you something here though. She had no knowledge of what was on the other side of the door. Yule was prepared because we already talked ahead of time and he knew that when that door opened, there would be someone planted for the attack. And because he had the right information, he was able to avoid the strategy of the enemy. Uh-huh, yeah. And so when you have a prayer life with God, then you can be directed appropriately. Many times if you're praying and you're interceding, God said, turn right, go left, don't go to that place today, stay home, get in your bed, make sure you have instruction from the Lord so that you can avoid the plan of the enemy. But when you are not informed, I hate to do this to you today, Kennedy, but she said, that's messed up. This is about 85% of the people in the room know every day. You get out your bed, you are on social media before you seek God. You walk around, you listen to Lil Boosie while you're getting dressed. Instead of getting your spirit man prepared for the day that is ahead of you, and the enemy is waiting to meet you as soon as you step out the bed. And because you have not gone to God first, you have no strategy for how to go against the enemy. And so now you have to get in a battle and hope you can overcome when you could have been over here walking with ease. My Lord. Ooh, man. Can't y'all tell that I had some rest? All right, Kennedy, I'm going to let you sit down now. Thank you for being a good sport. Y'all help her down, you know. See how y'all supposed to help her down? Amen. We got to work with the men up in here. Glory. <laughs> so it's another thing that I need to show you because... When we are in spiritual warfare, it's important to understand the different levels and stages of engagement with the enemy. Amen. The enemy engages in different ways, and it's important for you to have knowledge. Now, I hope that you're taking notes right now. It would be super, super foolish to not, unless you're going back to watch the live, listen to the podcast. At some point, you need these in your notes, glory to God, so that you'll be ready to war with the enemy. The first, the first thing that you have to understand when we're talking about how the enemy works, the first layer or level of this, and I'm going to get you to come in the middle of the stage. This is my good believer, my good praying believer. Amen. Give it up for you. <laughs> you. <laughs> And so the first level of this is demonic presence, and I'm going to invite them to come around. So this is when the enemy is around and influencing situations without direct involvement with an individual. So have you ever been in a situation where you can feel like the evil that's present around you? You just something doesn't feel right in the atmosphere. That is demonic presence. A lot of times the enemy is circling you, making you feel a certain way. You know, you just don't even understand why you got this uneasiness in you. You just know something doesn't feel right demonic presence when the enemy is in your presence and you don't understand spiritual warfare appropriately if you don't put the enemy on the run quickly then it can escalate amen the bible says in first peter 5 and 8 it says be alert and a sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour can i tell you that the enemy a lot of times looks to be in this position with you and when the enemy is in this position with you, the enemy is sizing you up based upon your strength and strategy. 
And if the enemy understands that you have enough strength and strategy and you know how to go against the enemy, you can get him to vacate your life quickly. But if the enemy see that you're not prepared, if the enemy see that you have no authority, if the enemy see that you have no power, then he will go to the next level, which is demonic oppression. Oppression, here we go, you see, pressing in. Oppression is when the enemy literally begins to press in on you. Have you ever felt like there was this weight that would not get up off of you? And I'm gonna tell you, a lot of believers confuse oppression and, and possession. Oppression is contact with the enemy. And what the enemy does after the presence part, if you have not put the enemy on the run, he will begin to oppress you. Warfare in this stage is harder because the pressure that's formed by the enemy. When you are starting to feel something, it's a little bit harder to resist it, right? It's better to take authority over the enemy as soon as you feel the presence. Because before you touch me, I got more power. But with your hands on me, now I got to do something to get you off of me. This is the stage where many people usually become aware that they are fighting against the enemy. Now, if you have spiritual sensitivity, you could be aware of the presence of the enemy. But a lot of people don't have enough spiritual sensitivity, so you got to be touched before you have awareness. I'm trying to mature you as a believer because spiritual warfare is something that will constantly be happening in your life and you need to make sure you are prepared to go against the enemy. This is almost also the most common engagement of spiritual warfare for believers. It's most common for those who believe in God, for those who profess Jesus to be in this stage when you are feeling warfare against the enemy. Amen. Does this make sense to you? Can you does this resonate? Have you been in these places before? Now, here's the one where we get really scared. Right. And that's the third level, which is demonic possession. It is the highest level of spiritual battle. Possession is a result of yielding completely to the enemy. When you, when you open yourself up and yield to the enemy, you give the enemy the entrance into your life to, to now move into demonic possession. You have to be careful of what you let yourself tamper with. And what you begin to normalize. In our generation, I see a lot of foolishness. It's foolish, it's foolish, it's foolish, and I'm going to rebuke it. Witchcraft is still witchcraft, and there is nothing good about it. Voodoo is not a religion that is good. That's stupid and foolish. And whoever is telling you that ridiculousness is inviting stupidity into your life. i got to rebuke that because I see it entering into, especially in the African-American race. We're getting back to our roots. You better come up out of that. Because what you're going to end up doing is you're going to let all that foolishness in your house and then you're going to need me to come in and deal with the foolishness that you let in. Now i got to exert all this energy because of your stupid self. Playing around with Ouija boards and voodoo dolls and that is food, bitch, mess. Oh, yeah, I'm here with it today <laughs> because I'm sick of us normalizing things that's not normal. When we try to create a power other than the power of the Holy Spirit, it is foolish to create a power when I have access to the power, when I have access to the name above every name, when I have access to the blood of Jesus. Why would I create what's already been given to me?
Oh, I know it's stepping on some toes in the room. Ooh, but I believe some people going to get delivered. I believe the witchcraft going to be driven out of here today. And so the enemy goes through these three stages of trying to engage in our lives. It is important for us to mature so that we can defeat the enemy at the stage of presence. Don't even come around me. You're not standing. And let me tell you something. If you're doing certain things, if you want to practice witchcraft and voodoo and all that, we're not going to be in relationship. Not to deal with you with certain sin struggles. I promise you I'm good. But when you get into certain territories, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You got to get up out of here. Now, you come around me with that, then I'm going to cast the spirit out. I'm going to tell you. That, that scares everybody. We believe in that because we watch the movies and we know it's true. We see exorcism and all that, right? That is a reality. When somebody is filled with a demonic spirit, this is all up and out through the word of God that the believers have the authority to cast it out. And I have cast out, uh, I don't even know how many spirits in my lifetime. Been doing it since I was 12. I am not scared of a demon. Some of y'all going to get to that level say, I'm not scared of a demon. I'm going to put that on a shirt. So you go, I'm not scared of a demon. You show up in my territory, you're going to get your tail beat. So let's talk about how we battle against the enemy. How do we fight to win? Amen. The Bible says this in Matthew 18 and 18. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is not just a cute scripture to read. Amen. This is your key to authority. What God is saying is that when you speak, heaven will come into agreement with you and begin to perform what it has been directed to do. Mm -hmm. So when you begin to bind things up, then God will do the same in heaven. And so the first thing that you have to understand, if you're going to defeat the enemy, then you must bind the enemy. Bind is defined as to tie or fasten something tightly. The scripture says in Mark, the third chapter in the NIV, and then I'm going to read it in the King James Version. It says, in fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. King King James Version says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. You trying to war with the enemy without binding him up. I'm trying to teach you how to have an easy fight. Isn't it easier to be somebody who can't even do nothing? When you bind them up, they can, you can wear them out. And so what happens is because you don't understand the spiritual principle, you are literally having to go to war with the enemy when you can beat them a lot easier if you bind them up first. So here Jesus gives the instruction on how to defeat him. He said, he's letting them know the best way to defeat the strong man, or in this case, a demonic spirit, is to first bind him up. It gives you the greatest chance to go against the enemy. And so I want y'all to start, y'all start pressing in on him, oppressing him, all right? And, and you, because you're a believer that understands the power of binding him up, can you bind the enemy up right now? I bind the Immediately, immediately, the enemy loses the power to penetrate your atmosphere when you understand the authority to bind them up. 
And this is how you should want to fight your battles. Because this becomes a lot easier. We must first bind the enemy. The second thing we have to do is we must learn how to loose angels. Here's the crazy thing. We believe a lot of times more in demonic spirits than we do in the angels. We give demonic spirits more time than we give angelic forces. And so it's so fitting that they dance to that song that says this battle is not yours, but it's whose? The Lord's. Because when I understand that, then I stop trying to fight what has not been designed for me to fight. I utilize what has been given to me in order to get the victory. I, I call on my authority that I've been given in the name of Jesus because heaven responds to what comes out of my mouth. Let me back this up with the word. The Bible says that we're created in the image of God. And what we see in Genesis, in the beginning, whenever God wanted something to manifest, he spoke it. And everywhere that he says, let there be, it's followed by, and there was. And because I'm created in his image, wherever I say, let there be, it will be followed by, and there was. Because I have authority to decree and declare and watch the demonstration. <laughs> in 2nd Chronicles of 20th chapter verse 15 it says he said listen King Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem this is what the Lord says to you do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours but God's hallelujah Oftentimes we're losing battles because we're attempting to fight them without the engagement of God so we make the battle much harder than it was intended to be the scripture tells us in Matthew 18 and 18, it says, whatever we bind on earth shall be what? Bound in heaven. But it also says whatever we what? Loose on earth shall be what? Loose in heaven. So we need to learn how to loose angels to war on our behalf. In 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, verse 15 through 19, it says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward them, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elijah what? I'm sorry, Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. What we see is Elisha directing heaven, directing angels specifically on how to engage with the enemy. Specifically said, let them be struck with blindness. Here's what you need to know. Angels will defeat demons every single time. I'm going to say that again. Angels will defeat demons every single time. Oh, Lord, I love this scripture in Revelation. The 12th chapter says, then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fall back. But he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Amen. And so I need you to understand something. He's already bound the enemy, but the enemy is still present. 
and this enemy needs to be completely defeated and then carried away. And so I want you to direct the angels, loose the angels to war over the enemy and dismiss them. Can you do that for me? Now get them out of here. Get them out of here. That angel is a little stirred up over there. Ratchet angels, amen. That's my angels. Hey! Here is how we war against the enemy. We understand the authority in the spirit realm. I'm not intimidated when the devil shows up because I know that when I say you are bound, you have no more activity in my life. And when I lose angels to war on my behalf, they, got, they get to fixing things and fighting things for me. This is how we need to fight against the enemy. We are not a weak church. We are not weak believers, but we are strong and we are mighty. I realized as I was preparing this, that in the busyness of life, I got away from a prayer that I used to pray every morning. I'm bringing that thing back though. And can I tell you that over the last few days as we were preparing for this message on spiritual warfare, that I went through spiritual warfare. Me and my beautiful wife, we went through some spiritual warfare, amen. It was all her, but God did a work. <laughs> Amen. Because you have to understand that when, the, when God is breathing something, the enemy is always trying to fight it. There's a prayer that I like to pray. Every morning, I'm getting back to it. I want to invite you to do the same. But I get up in the morning, and I begin to tell the enemy, that in the name of Jesus, I bind every strategy, every plot, every scheme that you orchestrated and designed while I was resting. In my sleep, the things that you designed and you prepared for me, I cancel them now in the name of Jesus. And every attack that you are actively pursuing, I bind you up in the name of Jesus and I cancel those plans too. And now I loose angels in the atmosphere to war on my behalf over things that I can and cannot see. When I pray that prayer, everything in my life flows easier. I want to invite you to do the same because some of you are being overcome by the enemy simply because you don't recognize the authority that you have. So in conclusion, defeating the enemy requires us to do a few things. Know where we are in spiritual warfare. Operate in confidence and not fear. Bind the enemy, loose angels, and give God the glory. Can you stand to your feet all over this place?